Hello, and welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Big Hospitality and Restaurant Magazine reporter James McAllister, and today we're joined by Elton Gray, who is Commercial and Operations Director for dessert-focused cafe chain Creams. Unlike most operators in the UK, Creams has kept a portion of its estate open throughout the lockdown, offering both delivery and takeaway options. So Elton, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks James. And how are yourself? I'm very well, thank you. So, uh, let's get straight into it. The vast majority of operators closed their sites in the early days of the pandemic. But from what I understand, Creams kept a number of its sites open. Can you tell me a bit about the thinking behind that decision? Yeah, um, so we had a, um, uh, well obviously our COVID task force sat down and went through what the government guidelines stated. Uh, and then we reviewed the estate with our franchisees and our company stores. Mm. Um, we're quite quite fortunate in the way that we don't have a kitchen. So let's say like McDonald's or Burger King with their smaller uh, economical space kitchens mm. doesn't allow that two metre social distancing. We operate a, a counter front of house that's long, normally the length of the restaurant, um, that has very easy stations to work at that can be separated and isolated and moved to those two metre social distancing um, rules, if you like. So yeah. we went through the smaller stores, close those down. Uh, the stores that had no delivery partners at all, we closed those down. Um, as we didn't want to uh, have a, a situation where we were putting anyone at any risk at any point in time. Yeah. So we, we closed those down. We spoke to our franchisees again. Some of our family operated, so we'll have a store where the whole family uh, run uh, a store. Uh, so they were living together. Again, they then felt they were, they were confident that they'd be able to go to work and, and work together as well. Mm. So it was sort of a, a three-phase approach, if you like, as far as that went. Um, and we went through, we had about 22 stores um, that stayed open um, for delivery and takeaway. We sent out the guidance for takeaway on what stores should and shouldn't do mm. um, to make sure they had markings on the floor, for example, um, that we had one-way systems where possible, uh, that they had all the sanitizer and PPE that they required. Uh, the government doesn't dictate face masks, so we, we don't dictate them either. Yeah. Um, and laid those rules out there and then just spent a lot of time uh, using technology that perhaps we'd underutilised in the past to make sure people were okay. So we asked lots more video calls, obviously, as we're all getting used to now, yeah. um, to talk to, to the managers and the franchisees, to get them to walk through their processes and procedures to make sure that they are being safe. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's, that's sort of the, the initial process. Okay, and um, so how, so you said that it was about 22, 23 that were originally open. How many have you got open now? 51 this morning. Okay. Uh, with, with 52 to go live tomorrow. Oh, well. um, and, and some more throughout the week. So we've, again, we've got franchisees and company stores. We're opening Walsall today, yeah. um, which is a company store. We've got a, a number of franchisees that are coming back to us. What's important is that everyone understands what, what's required of them. So yeah. we're not opening them on mass for 2030 because we don't have the field team. Unfortunately, we furloughed those. Again, so you can't expect someone to visit. Yeah. 10, 15 restaurants and still socially distant, that's not safe. Yeah. Um, so we started our field teams and now it's going through with every franchisee or every manager uh, to make sure they fully understand not only the what but the why. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we have equipment as well. So some of our equipment does obviously three phase, but some of it is standard, can be plugged into a domestic plug socket. So in one of our smaller stalls, Beckley Heath, um, which doesn't have a two-meter counter, we were able to move the hot section to mm. a clean down, sanitized area back of house that we could then produce, again, to ensure we had those two meters of social distancing. So working through with every franchisee on an individual basis or the manager, and how, how they can do it safely. Yeah, and how about kind of like, so obviously you're kind of like doing it in kind of like this phased approach. Are there, are you, mm-hmm. 
in terms of like getting as much of the estate open as you can like have you set yourself any sort of time frame at the moment or are you kind of just taking it bits at a time well we could in theory have as many stores as could be open I mean obviously we've got a couple of concessions in Debenhams they won't mm. be opening uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we've got a few in shopping centres where again it's not it's not a, this is no point uh, and we have a few in, in towns that don't have delivery areas and, and again we won't force anyone to do that because we don't want people really ideally mm. to be getting out of the house and walking around to get a takeaway yeah. delivery is the key way it does about 90% of our business mm. um, and that's, that's the way we want to keep it we've got some sites London Bridge which is near the hospital they do yeah. a fair amount of takeaway from people going to and from work and but again they've got two entrances they can make sure everything's safe and, and well in there so they're, they're operating well mm-hmm. um so th- will we get the whole estate open no and again we we've got franchisees who may have uh or people in their household who are on the high risk list and they don't really want to open them it's their business we have to support them yeah. so we're not charging franchise fees um we're helping them with their rents because obviously as everyone in the industry is aware the rent is going to be the bit that's going to kill us mm. um so we're helping them uh, with rent negotiations renegotiations um uh, we've obviously pushed as much many of the leaders as we can to make sure that this time which for us is our is our christmas this is our peak time this is when we should yeah. be making all our money yeah. um to make sure that the businesses for us they'll still be around in december because if we don't do something now they won't be yeah um, and what have the? I mean, what have the challenges been? Have there been any challenges with staff? Has there any any challenges with staff and getting staff to work, stuff like that? Not too bad, because again, operating a delivery model, we yeah. therefore don't need all of our front of house team. Yeah. Um, so you can operate uh, some of our stores that maybe had fourteen to fifteen team members are quite happily operating on four or five. Yeah. Um, we advise the franchisees that really they should, the managers they should be looking at their full time team first, because the chances are those full time team full-time team, rely on the income uh, yes. to pay all their monthly bills, whereas perhaps your students, it's a pin money or it's a little top-up here and there, and, and yep. the furlough scheme will, will give them what they want to do. Um, so most stores have four or five full-time, and so we're bringing those back on board, um, which which is, is right. I mean, any of the team members says, no, I don't want to. Yeah. Um, and as a rule, we, we've got backup people that will want to. Because yeah. Everyone's starting to get a little bit groundhog, starting yeah. to get a little bit cabin fevery. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of them want to want to go out and, and earn a, a penny or two and make sure they've got a job at the end yeah, of all this. And how about, I mean, I'm assuming a lot, we've seen a lot of like operators that, um, for, t- particularly in these times where they're offering delivery, kind of reduced menus and stuff like that. Have, is this something that you've been doing as well? <laughs> we've kind of gone the reverse way. Okay. Uh, so we've, we've, we've tried very hard to not stand still. Uh, so we're, we're delighted that this Friday we've got a, a link up with Deliveroo and mm. the Cheesecake Factory Bakery from the US. Oh, okay. uh, we were aiming with our new menu to, to launch that in the UK. Um, so we've got the product, it's getting ready, so we're launching it as a when it's gone, it's gone uh, promotion through Deliveroo. Yeah. Um, and then we're starting to trial our new menu items. We've added savoury across the estate okay. uh, to nachos. So although we do dessert, yeah. not everyone in the household wants dessert. And, and people are, are conscious of money because so they don't want to necessarily pay two delivery fees. Yeah. Um, so we added a uh, very simple nachos as a bundle deal. It's now our mm-hmm. biggest selling deal on delivery we've ever had. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, we're, we're conscious to, to look. And, and the demand of the guest is changing almost daily. So mm-hmm. like the gelato flavours that we produce um, that previously perhaps were, were going out of fashion um, have suddenly shot back into fashion. So mm-hmm. our, our, one of our lowest sellers since this lockdown happened, has now become our biggest seller on our to retire. So that's very yeah, really. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're ordering further, but we got it started. 
Excellent. And kind of um, in terms of kind of like looking to the future, obviously you'll have, you know, you as you've said, you know, you'd be looking, you can't get every area, every um, site open for now, but, you know, looking at phased approach. But in terms of, you know, obviously by this week we're expecting to hear if and when restaurants or cafe sites can kind of like reopen under kind of like social distancing measures within the site. Yeah. Is this something that you've been preparing for? Is it something that you've started planning for? Yeah, we, we, when it went into lockdown, we started planning on unlockdown because it, it can't last forever. Yeah. That, that was always going to be a fact. Um, and we started modelling through what that outcome might look like. So um, we've got a brand new menu. That's all set and ready to go. We need um, 14 days to implement that. Actually, that's what it would take us to phase open all our stores anyway once you've unfurled a team, once you've yeah. got orders delivered to them, done a proper clean down, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, it would, we reckon it would take two weeks. So we've got a brand new menu ready to go in. So we've been working on virtual training, whereas perhaps we okay. would do it face-to-face in the past. Um, our HR team has been working on proper training for that. We've uh, mapped out, which is the chief director I've talked about, we've mapped out how the, to, the business will be structured to mm. ensure we give maximum support to our franchisees when they need it most yeah. um, to drive their business from a standing start, really, to basically opening a brand new restaurant. Which we're still doing. So we've got we've just we've done some virtual tenders as well for restaurants really? uh, in South London. Yeah. So wow. we've two restaurants currently going through tender process and yeah. site visits with an iPhone strapped to four heads of uh, <laughs> one person who's walking around it to build us can look through it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a challenge because again, we don't want to open a, a Donato parlour in November, that's yeah. to anybody. Uh, we want them if we can unlock and if we can open them. Uh, we want to be able to open them at the right time, so we couldn't just ignore them. Otherwise, we lose a year of our uh, long-term strategy. Yeah. And in terms of, um, I suppose you know, obviously, as, as one of you know, as one of the few businesses that has retained delivery through, throughout this process, um, kind of like mm-hmm. what what are the kind of like main kind of like what advice would you give if like to others that are kind of like looking towards this at the moment? I think that you can't over-communicate with your team and the delivery partners. So we've now, where perhaps we've probably had a monthly catch-up, we're now having a twice-weekly catch-up with all our account managers for each of our three delivery partners who are interested. We're reviewing a lot more in-depth the data that they can provide, and to be fair to all three, they're they're all driving more and more data out there now as a a want to understand. And we're... Treating them all differently, they all target different markets, I guess. So mm-hmm. some of them are coming back to the same, a certain dish doesn't work, they want to try something else. Um, and we've got the time, we've got the people, and we've got the ability to, to flex that way because you don't need to reprint a menu. It's yeah. all online. You don't, there's no production cost apart from uh, our executive heads just looking there and going, yes, I can make that. Let me, yeah. give, me, give me half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit longer than that. Um, but yeah, we, we've, I would absolutely just encourage that you keep talking to them. They've all got best practice guides that we've sent through to us. Mm. We've then amalgamated them, speaking to the local health authority to produce our guide, but that works for us because our kitchens are very different. I would just uh, just pick up the phone, talk to them, because actually they want you to, to be open. They want you to be open safely. Yeah. Uh, and then we can ensure we've got consistency in an industry and how we treat all these things. Yeah. Well, on that note, Elton, I think that's a perfect place to leave it. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us on the podcast today. No problem at all. It's a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you very much. 